This intro is in honor of Mitch's hard-fought week three. I know you're down bad, man, but just keep your head up, keep chugging, and, you know, sorry, this idea was just too good in my head. Welcome back to the Come On Dude podcast. We had a matchup of hosts earlier this week, and Zach ended up getting the better of me. But how are we doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, chilling, watching some Thursday night football. I know we're doing the podcast a little late. Just got to send my prayers up for Tua. That was pretty vicious. Hope he's okay. Um, that whole concussion protocol shit is kind of wild now when you look back at it. But Zach, how are you doing? Uh, I'm feeling great. Shout out to Sour Monkey and shout out to Tyree Kill for catching a 40-yard bomb just now. Um, let's get into it. Yeah, we're not going to try to let the Thursday night game um, influ- influence us too much here um, on this episode. But, you know, news in sports uh, since we last were together. Um, actually happened yesterday, but Aaron Judge got to his 61st home run on the season. He has now tied the AL record for home runs without steroids. Yeah, I mean, he's had a amazing season. I mean, I kind of wasn't like, I don't know, I'm not that big of a baseball fan anyways, but like I kind of just wasn't like, I didn't think he was very good. Like I kind of thought he was overhyped. And then like I feel like this is the year that he's like kind of broken out. But I saw a crazy stat about how um, this year he had 70 intentional walks or something like that. And um, no, wait, sorry. It was it was Bonds had 70 intentional walks the year that he had 73 and Judges only had 18. I just thought that was a crazy stat, Dad. Oh, yeah. See, so, yeah, I mean, legend. Albert Pujols finally gets his 700th home run. Shout out, Lang. Happy for you and your guy. All in all, he's going to be an all-timer in baseball. And we just like to touch on these things, you know, because we grew up watching them. So. Did you see that uh, video, that guy on whatever MLB show that was, predict the exact series that he was going to hit it, his 700s? Yeah, I did. I, I don't really like that guy very much, the way he talks, like, on MLB, what is it, Central? I mean, I don't but... even know who he is, but bottom line, like, how the hell he called that was pretty surreal. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure either. But wanted to give a quick shout-out to uh, to my guy, Jared Koenig, back up in the MLB. Much better start this time, so hopefully he can keep it up and he can push the Mariners into the playoffs for over 20 years. Shout-out, Jared. This was pretty interesting. Yeah, the NFL is out with the Pro Bowl game, and I'm pretty sure they're implementing some other, like, little games. 
Yeah, so it's going to be like back in the early 2000s and late 90s when they had like which quarterback could throw it the farthest. Like obviously we're going to see the Josh Allens and the Mahomes of the world be in it. Um, I think the last time they did it was like back when Vic was in the Falcons and then they just stopped and they just got really into the Pro Bowl and people tried for like a little bit, like when Sean Taylor was playing. But it kind of got to be a joke and people were players were showing up hungover, shots of Kamara. And getting into trouble, so we're just gonna get rid of it and do some cool things. Yeah, I mean, I used to have this video game. I know this kind of, I mean, it is on topic, but I used to have this video game. It was like some quarterback skills game with all the NFL guys. Like this is like, like when I was seven, eight years old. Um, like I was just doing skill games with like Mark Brunel. It was crazy. Yeah, all in all, I think this is a big W uh, for the NFL, and I'm kind of excited to see what it's all about. Um, we've got some things going on in the world that aren't too pleasing to talk about. Um, Hurricane Ian is now touched land over in Florida, and it's just messing with some of the sporting events. I know it's not the biggest thing to worry about, um, but I do want to point out that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Chiefs game was possibly going to be at U.S. Bank Stadium here in Minneapolis where I'm at, and that would have been a really cool game to go to, and I for sure would have went. Yeah, they ended up – I think it's yeah, still being played in Tampa, right? Correct. So, like, yeah, the the videos out of Florida yesterday were insane. Like, I can't imagine seven feet of water just pouring into your city with 150-mile-per-hour rains. Sounds, sounds horrible. But, yeah, hey, hopefully everyone's all right. I know sporting events are getting moved around, but just something to kind of keep your eye on um, in the sports world. Um, we're going to get into it here from week three from Boom Goes the Dynamite. But first things first, we've got our Doge report. He's got a few things to fill us in on uh, this past week. All right. So we're going to start off with Reed um, being penalized 15 points this past week. Wouldn't have affected his matchup, but uh, his failure to keep his roster size under the limit. Um he picked up a guy on Sunday, or I'm not actually sure the exact situation. I should know, but all I know is he had an extra guy on his bench, and there's a rule in place from day one of the season that we are going to deduct 15 points from anybody that broke the rule. So I don't imagine it happening again, but hopefully it won't be an issue at all next year if we uh, – change the roster size before the draft. I don't know everything with the ESPN app. That's kind of think. But um, do you guys think that was pretty fair? Starting from the beginning. So, I mean, everyone knew about it. I mean, granted, it didn't do anything to affect the matchup. So, if I'm Reed, I'm not too upset about it. Look, rules are rules. And I'm with Adam Berg on this one. They should be enforced or they should not be enforced at all. So, yeah, we're uh, trying to bring the hammer down a little harder this year. Keep people uh, – Keep your bull in check. Um, this is probably the funnest one that I've got to share from the Doge Report. Our league punishment this year. Now, I talked to a few people today that told me that if there was going to be a vote on it anyways, they don't know the exact punishment. But I have a feeling that this is going to be unanimously agreed upon with the league. And uh, this year's punishment is looking to be an 11v1 paintball match. I'm not on board with that. And here, here's why. I'm already 0-3. I'm not going to like agree to something 
that we didn't talk about before because yeah, probably when I was before the season would have been all for it. But now realizing that I have a very realistic chance of like being in that situation. Like, I feel like definitely this has to be a thing that everyone is discussed with, which kind of is like you're bringing it to us now, but all options should be on the table, not just the, what is it? The commissioner's council, however you say it. League council, but Zach, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, if Mitchell is her, probably every bullet I shoot at him. Um, luckily for the rest of the league, he's only going to go for me. So we might be in a situation where everyone can circle around him. It would be pretty incredible to, to witness. Yeah, this is what we get for having an incompetent pre-draft meeting. We didn't even really discuss anything that should have been discussed. Everybody's like, hey, let's just do it later. Let's just do the draft. Everybody wants to draft. And then everybody ends up getting hammered, and then we never talk about it. And now it's coming up, and then, of course, you're going to say no because you don't want to do it, obviously. It's gonna have. To, it's gonna be that way with every punishment we come up. With. Here's my reasons I'm for the punishment. A, I like that everybody's involved in it. Like we all kind of get real satisfaction out of it because like everybody's like taking part in it rather than just watching somebody do it. B, it's not like embarrassing versus like the old punishments. I think it's worse than the last couple punishments we've done, but it's also not an egregious punishment. Like, I don't think it's going to do anybody harm. And then see afterwards, we can all just play paintball and just like have a good time. So like, I don't know. I kind of see it as a really good punishment. I, I was, I was thrilled when I heard that that's what they kind of came up with, but Hey, everybody's going to hear that. If we need to vote on it, I guess, We'll vote on it. But my feeling is is that the majority is going to vote yes. Look, I'm 0-3, and that's really kind of the only reason I'm saying no to it at this moment, and I can speak for Adam Berg as well. The only thing I'm going to say is if I had to walk down Brady Street with a sex doll, I'm taking the thing and spinning it on my finger like it's a basketball, throwing it in the air and catching it with my tongue. I'm doing all of that over just getting pelted with paintballs. Like, I'm I, I don't want to do that right now because I'm 0-3, but that's just my two cents. Yeah, man, I hear you. Um, I'd probably... We'll just have to wait and see what people say. So, Yeah. Like I said, it's uh, it's got to be a majority vote. and I personally think it's going to probably be voted yes, but... Anyways, let's get into some trade rumors. People really picked up the talks this week. There was a lot of negotiations going around the league. Um, things that just came across my news desk is uh, Mitch turned down a trade involving Austin Eckler, which that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, it was involving Austin Eckler. We're not going to talk about who the other player was. Yeah, um, we're not going to get into who was talking to who. I just know this information. Um, Mitch also was hearing, uh, talks about Zeke. Um, this one, I am going to call out the player and it's because someone reached out and asked about a player and then the piss puppies decided not to hit my line back. So it's just kind of like tickled my pickle and then wanted nothing else to do with it. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. This is about Zeke. Yeah. I mean, trading for Zeke is definitely, like, a power move. I don't know. I, you know, if it's Vert's trading for Zeke, that surprise me. I- yeah, I can't imagine either. It's just not a name that I would be interested in myself. I mean, eh, maybe. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a weird spot with running backs. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. 
Verts apparently being stubborn over a certain player. These were whispers sent to me. I don't know who the player is. We're not going to share who the player is. But we got Verts being stubborn early, and that's something that maybe we wouldn't have seen in years past. I mean, the dude is 3-0, and and no one's asking him to apologize. But whoever this is, you know, if you're going to reach out to someone about a player, you got to return some phone calls eventually. So another thing was that we kind of touched on it already, but the punishment being decided now, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. It's kind of just bullshit that we're, 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 we're at, like, it just sucks. Like, I don't really have much else to say. It is what it is. Right. But we'll talk about it as a whole group in the chat later this week. Yeah. I mean, Joel was pretty, uh, he's pretty, uh, what I'm looking for. It's pretty adamant, I'd say, about calling out the league for having quote wishy washy rules. And he, you know, he's gonna hear this and say, like, yeah, we just have wishy washy rules. Our friend group never gets things figured out, you know. But that also comes down to a little bit of our commissioner, but just us just like hunkering down and really getting things done. Yeah, I mean, I agree with him. Yeah, I mean, Jordan could just step in and lay it all down right away so we don't have to keep going back and forth on it. So it would be nice to get the punishment result. I will say, yeah, Jordan, if he decided to lay the hammer down, you know, you kind of have the fire in your hand. So you your rule ends all. So. And lastly, our last note of the Doge report is Abba was the biggest troll in the chat, and Mitch is – Begging for somebody to beat him. This kid needs to shut up. I can't deal with him and his fucking stupid ass memes that he has saved. I can't tell you the video that's in my camera roll right now of when I was close to beating him. We'll get into it this upcoming in the episode. I had a video of it said piece of paper Zach's team and I was going to gritty all over it. All over it. But that didn't happen. Yep. You're right. I don't really have anything to say about it. Not too like excited about the win it made me feel good but expected no there's <laughs> we're gonna talk about that later there's no way it was expected all right let's get into the week three games game of the week verse over read 129 to 102 game of the week predictions mitch oh and two pretty uh pretty spot on for his season so far uh booby one and one and zach two and all also spot on this season you know, Amari Cooper finally had a game. Um, 23 isn't really huge, but comparison to what he's been doing before. Um, so that kind of propelled Verts to that win. And one thing I found interesting about this game was that both had Rams running backs that they played. And Henderson actually ended up getting the short end of the stick with 1.7 points as K-Makers eventually got some points there for Verts. And that backfield, um, not great keep starting cam makers and Daryl Henderson. You're just not going to win many ball games that way. Does anyone know what versus points per game is? I can look it up right now. Can't be yeah, good. We should find that out. I mean, no one's going to apologize to him or he shouldn't apologize to anybody for being three and all, but you know, he was talking about it last week. Even after this week, I still don't think he's at that championship level that one, he wants to be at obviously, but you'll take every win that you can get. So the Fist Puppies are currently eighth in the league in points for it, 378 points, and also have a points against of 299, which 
amounts to less than 100 points against him. So yeah, great defense. No, great defense by the Piss Puppies. No one's, no one's telling you to apologize for it. So we just want to keep that on the radar just a little bit. So I don't think anyone is afraid to play your team yet, I would probably say. Pretty interesting that um, the three members of the podcast are in second, third, and fourth for points against. All have over 400 points against. Zach has fourth. Mitch has third. And I have second most points. So, like, for me, having my only loss be Zach, who is dominating the league in points four right now, I feel uh, I feel really good about that. Not going to lie. Yeah, and we could go back and forth about points for and points against. And I know I'm 0-3, but I'm going to try my my best to not make this excuse of, well, I'm third in points four, so, you know, I'm going to be feeling confident. At the end of the day, you got to win ball games. So, All right. We got the best game of the week. <laughs> Zach over Mitch, 3-0. Mitch, 0-3. 155 to 151. Now – I can break down this game, but I want you to to do that. Let's hear it, Zach. What do you got? Just so I can tune you out the whole time. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at what you had written down, but I think we all know that you're missing a name. I mean, the slander has always been there, just like you with Lamar Jackson. I mean, I don't know what else Cordell Patterson's got to do. I just don't. I mean, dude drops 22.3. There's 141 rushing yards and a touchdown. Like, it's got to stop at some point. But if that means more people aren't going to take him year in and year out, I'm in. He just had 4.1 points the week before. I mean, okay, he's got 22. Same thing with Derrick Henry. These other players, like, you're going to have good weeks. The only thing I can say is that, you know, my name's going to get dragged through the mud here a little bit early on in the league. And because I'm 0-3 and because – keep talking shit about these players and they just hear me. And every time I'm playing against them in fantasy, they're going to, they're going to put up numbers and no one really gets it. No one thinks it makes sense, but yet it keeps happening. So I don't, I don't really know what else problem. to say. I mean, I haven't slandered him in a minute since the start of the season. I don't think um, he's RB six. So I, I, he's a starting running back in fantasy every week, like a lot Other- other players in that game that did well, though, um, Hollywood Brown had 28 points. But the thing I found interesting about it was he had 14 catches for 140 yards. And we know what Kyler Murray's been doing this year, and it's really just kind of confusing. But I thought that was pretty neat to have 14 catches. Mark Andrews had a breakout game. Uh, he had 28. Now, those 28 came fairly early. And then throughout the rest of the game, he didn't really do much. So that was kind of interesting to kind of watch that unfold. Derrick Henry had 25. He gets out of his little slump that he started in to have the start the year, that would be. And then my boy Chris Olave, he's got back-to-back games with 13 targets, but he ended up putting up a season-high 23 points um, in the Saints game. So, A uh, little, little fun fact about Mark Andrews. Uh, Lamar Jackson, out of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, has targeted him the most. In the- we're going to look forward to that throughout the year. Mark Andrews also easily can target share. So, yeah, I will say yes. he's definitely up there with the Kelseys of the world. Oh, he's and above. I he's just above. have to bring this up. Jared Kelnick, two run home run in the bottom of the fourth, just popped up on my phone. Shout out. That's pretty cool. 
but I don't know. I mean, you were definitely way too confident, and you're gonna be like, "No, he wasn't. I knew it was gonna happen the whole time." But here's what I gotta say: if one of my three players or three receivers scores a touchdown, that game's over. And I definitely had multiple opportunities, especially the Broncos game when they were on the two yard line and they couldn't throw it to Cortland Sutton. So this conversation goes a whole lot different. Tyree Kill also didn't play football last week, so there's that. Again, you could understanding what I saw watching Cortland Sutton on the two yard line could have had a touchdown. So Yeah. Hey, I'm not you would have won. I'm not afraid of your team, if that makes sense. So, I mean, I know Tyreek Hill didn't play that well, but just looking at your guys, you're going to need them to be consistent. I mean, I know it's fantasy football, but I'm not afraid of your team. And I know you're doing well in points four, but you're beatable. It's it's shown. So, Mitch, like you've been saying, the more you talk about other players, they listen and they do well. So I hope you keep talking uh, so far. And I look forward to the rest of the year if that's the case. All right, moving on. Worst game of the week was I didn't even realize it was a slow scoring. Levi moves to two and one over Adam, who drops to 0 and 3. 94 84. Yuck. No player in that game scored over 20 points. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, Adam's team is getting ravaged. So it's crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, to not have a single player over twenty, like not even the quarterbacks, is just kind of wild in itself. You know, Justin Jefferson with four point four points. I ended up going to that game, and I was expecting to see you know greatness because I think he's a very good receiver. And I'm going to say two things, and we'll touch on this later too. But first thing, he dropped two passes, which was wild. Like hit him right in the hands, didn't catch him. Second thing being, it is partially a Kirk Cousins problem. Like, watching him play a full game against the Lions, who have the worst defense in the league, and you not being able to get him the ball enough is just absurd. So, that's my two cents about Justin Jefferson. I would have to say that um, the Lions were double-covering Jefferson the whole game, and Akuda has actually had a very good season. I think it's his second year, right? Mm-hmm, second. So he's had a really good year. Like all three matchups, he's like held the number ones to like pretty, pretty bad games considering the standards of players that he's went up against. But I mean, other than that, I mean, Javante Williams, I just don't understand what the Broncos are. They make me so angry. I mean, he, he should be getting the bulk of the work, in my opinion. I mean, Berg, Berg fall. I think it's safe to say him as well as Mitch are going to start to look to trade a player. I mean, Kamara's been non-existent since Winston's been, like, in the line consistently. And that might be a player that gets, like, a big-name player that gets traded. Who knows? Part part of the thing here, though, is when you're sitting at 0-3, like we are, you got to kind of take your guys that could possibly win you games, right? I definitely think Kamara in the future – you know, you'd expect him to break out to get those 30-point games or, in Lang's case, a 65-point game in the championship last year or two years ago. I'm sorry. But I just think it's weird that he's not doing good. Like, wouldn't you want to get him the ball considering Jameis isn't, like, that elite level? So, 
I've got a question for you all, though. I mean, Adam's team ravaged by injuries, right? Does Claypool have more value when Pickett eventually enters in at QB? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think so. I definitely the better option. I think Trubisky is going to get the boot right before Thanksgiving. Um, the Steelers' passing game could be special if Pickett comes in. He, he's a very accurate quarterback, played well in the preseason, didn't make many mistakes, if any. So I look forward to KP. So we'll have to keep an eye on that uh, going forward. All right. Next game was Joel, who moved to two and one over Jordan, one and two. Uh, Jordan weeds the week in points against. I should add that because every week he's gotten pretty unlucky. I know Jordan has a good team, so I just wanted to point that out. But it was a Monday night win from Joel. It looked sketch after CD dropped that big. It would have been a touchdown like that. That was crazy. Yeah, he dropped it, and I'm sitting here watching with Joel, and his mouth just drops. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, you're in the NFL. And then I think two or three plays before that, he just dropped one or two other passes. It's like, all right, this is how the game's going to end for Joel. (laughs) Eventually it worked out for him. Um, But that was funny to kind of watch that unravel. Yeah, I like like Krieger's um, Lazard, if you can stay healthy, be probably a touchdown – per week type of guy. Christian Kirk really blew up for him. Uh, I think he's going to find that his flex needs to be improved. Just James Conner and not having the year he quite did last year. Change. Miles Sanders, I can't believe he starts him, but he does. It's it's one of those things that I just can't get behind. Shout out, I mean, Booby. He, he loves his Eagles with Jalen Hurts just being an absolute dad. That was another guy who kind of like ran up his points early and definitely thought he could have had more, but he just eventually didn't. But he gave Devontae Smith the ball that game, I can tell you that much. 30 points on the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts he is... was he was uh he had a slow start week one. I remember that. I think he didn't he have a goose egg? Yeah, he did, because I played Joel. He had a goose egg. That's insane. But yeah, I mean I kind of didn't buy too much into that goose egg. Like, we kind of know Devontae Smith's a good football player, so. Yeah, 100%. But, like, is Um, Russell Wilson still a good football player? (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely not a fantasy quarterback anymore. But I think the bigger problem for Joel is Najee Harris. Dude can't get over 13 points. That's a huge problem. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers are kind of just – I don't know. Not, They're a not a fun fantasy team. So Christian Kirk, I mean, he's wide receiver six, I believe, right now. And I can't confirm that, but I want to say he's like sixth. Is he a viable like RB1 or RB2? Definitely think RB2, but is he a wide receiver a one like moving forward? I like him. James look good. I can't say I saw that one coming. Um, I knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be fine. I just didn't think that Christian Kirk would be the guy that you know he was going to go to on that team. So another thing I find interesting yes. with this game is you know I watched the Lions and the Vikings game, but like Jamal Williams is getting all the goal line carries for the Lions. Yeah, he's the next Kareem Hunt. Swift is kind of hurt a little bit, so I don't, I don't know. I think Swift's going to be out. 
a couple weeks, I believe. So, does Berg have Swift? Yeah. And the Joel has Jamal Williams. Yeah, not good. All right, our next game. Um, I moved to two and one over Liam, one and two, one thirty-two to one twenty-four. This game scared the shit out of me. The point spread before the game was massive, but I knew some crazy shit was going to happen because Liam, even though his guys aren't projected a lot of points, he has a lot of players that are in good offenses. I'm just happy that McCall Hardman didn't have a big week. Yeah. <laughs> Jones was dealing with Mike Evans suspension, <laughs> which I think is kind of awesome because, like, if it's Tom Brady at quarterback and he's going to fight, you have to do something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's, I mean. Yeah, he's just not getting in the end zone. I mean, he did week one, but he's also not getting throwing the football. It, 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 it's a little concerning, but, like, they just haven't been very good on offense. And you'd think that you got to just go back to what worked, right? I mean, I would assume. Yeah, but, like. Not handsomely. It wasn't pretty, and it never is going to be until they, I think, throw CMC the ball, like you said. Because I mean, he had twenty-seven touches last game, but he only ended up with thirteen points for you. Is that correct? Right? Yeah. I mean, twenty-seven touches. I think only two catches, or maybe three. Like you got to somehow get that up to like eight, nine. If you're just the Panthers, like that's probably what you want for your football team. Yeah, Matt rules the dead man walking. Like he's literally a dead person. <laughs> He's going to get fired. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, 40-piece. Again. Yeah, the most points uh, fantasy quarterbacks ever scored in NFL history through three weeks. Also, the most points a quarterback scored in back-to-back weeks in fantasy history. What's going on, Mitch? Just the- So, you've got, you've got Bateman, right? Yeah. I mean, he's been pretty hit or miss thus far, correct? He had first two weeks, he had two huge touchdowns last week. Yeah. Do you think he's going to become one of those guys, though, even being a number one option over there with Lamar, if it's going to be a hit or miss, like he's going to get you a lot or a little based off a long touchdown? Um, I don't know. It's going to depend on if Mark Andrews continues to dominate the target share over there. Um, I mean, Lamar's been throwing the football super well this year. I don't believe Mark Andrews' target share is sustainable, but, I mean, yeah, I, like, I'm not an expert, like – it could very well be so, that way. Bateman could still give you those seventy-yard touchdowns every week. Like he, he is electric. So I think we definitely need to touch base that Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the NFL at the moment. Um, I would compare their offense to a lot like the Chiefs, where they don't really have a running back and they rely on their tight end heavily. So it's like, which receiver is going to have the big day? Like once again, Duvernay found the touchdown again. It's it, it's weird. <laughs> I think that's a good way to compare the Ravens. I think Lamar is like a better version of Mahomes this year. Good wow. God, you did not just say that. What the hell? He's throwing the ball. He's got a better throwing percentage, I guarantee it. I don't even know what it is, but I guarantee Okay, okay, Zach. They is a better throwing percentage, but like, do you not look at people how they play? I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's bad. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say he's bad, but like to say he's better than Mahomes, like, come on, dude. This if year, you watched Lamar play this close. year, I'm not backing up his statement, but if you watched him play, I have. But you you can't sit here and tell me he's better than Mahomes. There's no there's Mitch, no way. Mitch, do you know that he has back to back 
rushing games with a rushing touchdown? He's not Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback position. There's a reason they're not giving him money yet. There's a reason. I don't know what Mitch, it is. I'm telling there's you, there's a reason. He's gonna be the highest paid player in the NFL after this year. Okay, let's no see doubt. it then. Let's see it. Price of the bricks going up. I I wouldn't pay him. And you know who's on that island with me? And it's confirmed is me and Nick are sitting on that island together. Because I can't believe you just said Lamar Jackson's better than Pat Mahomes. I mean, you are drunk. This year, it's not even a question. It's not even up for debate. I bet you if you ask every NFL executive, would you rather have Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson this year? Even right now, they'd say, who would you want? Every single person is taking Patrick Mahomes. If they only watch the first three games of this season, it's not close, Mitch. Yeah, I don't think he's saying Mahomes is a better quarterback. I think he's just saying that he's having a better season, which is 100% factual. Okay, that, that's, that's like saying. a dumb statement to make. It's not. No, because it doesn't have any depth to it. It does have depth because he's already won a fucking MVP, Mitch. I, okay, but if he's trying to say, like, oh, he's, he's better, the best quarterback in the league right now, like, okay, 100%. But then we could also sit here and go, that's okay, what Williams is not getting the carries. You think the Lamar Ravens are hesitant good. to pay him a former MVP they quarterback? There's a reason why they haven't. But, like, you think it's because they don't believe in him? A former I, I MVP think, quarterback. I think there's definitely something about his game that they know he's really good, but they have to figure out pieces around them that's going to work to w- get a Super Bowl. And I don't think it's easy because of his play style. Hence, why I don't think he's worth his value. All right, we got to move on from this. Lee uh, has been a revelation this year. I'm happy for it. Um, I picked him first overall two years ago, and. Yeah, the Kitor's ACL wasn't good, but um, yeah, he's been uh, he's been <laughs> awesome. We'll have to keep an I'm eye out on Barkley when he's healthy. D Hop on Liam's bench, just because you know he's lurking there. He's going to come back eventually. We're going to see how that offense works when he's back, and maybe Marquise Brown's values go down, and we'll see. Yeah, Liam could be a a really good team here. I mean, he's still already. Off to a solid start. He's not in last, so I think a lot of people thought he would be, but he's put up very respectable weeks so far. All right, so yeah, Jones is going to be the loudest if he wins. Oh yeah, I mean I don't blame him. But um, next game was uh, Nick um, got his first win, moved to one and two over Lang, who was two and zero, one hundred nine ninety eight. Um, no player was over seventeen points in this game. So, more points, but just if you look at their box score, unless I read it wrong, no player had over 17. I think Cooper Cup had 16.9, if I'm not mistaken. That's kind of wild. But Lang has done a great job at picking receivers this draft. He's got Amon Ra, Stefan Diggs, and then Drake London has been panning out for him. So, his running back situation is a little iffy. And, you know, he's got his QBs are both down, and that's just by injury. But his his wide receivers, you could see possibly one of those names come off the board to strengthen his team in other areas. Yeah, he's the, he's got the first three-headed monster at the receiver position, I'd say. Like, it's it's their locks every week. And at yeah, and QB, he, like, Daxon will come back, apparently. He uh... – I thought he reached for Amonra. I didn't like the pick, but I mean, Amonra's great. I just, I don't know why I didn't see the signs last year. So I was wrong. 
Booby, your Kyle Pitts fan uh, finally put up some respectable points. Not going to say he had a great game, but respectable. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Led the, led the team in receptions and receiving yards. Shout out Romeo Dobbs. Stoops. It's Dobbs. <laughs> Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs had 21 fantasy points. Shout out the young rookie receiver. Yeah, I think Nick's going to give him a goal this week. So, I mean, this could be a very adamant question or an easily answered question. But if you're looking just fantasy-wise, would you rather have Tua or Rodgers as your quarterback? Just because Nick's got both of them, and I'm just curious what other people think. Well, um... Considering, well, before Tua got... Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say, after the night, I don't know if Tua's okay. So, like, I mean, I'd probably still take Rodgers anyways. I think the offense is going to start clicking more. We have a really easy schedule the next four weeks, and I think it's going to give us a chance to kind of play with some things and figure out what we want to do and hopefully come out of it stronger. I definitely was going to say Tua. It looked like he was playing Madden last week. It just looked like they're all having fun and they were just slinging it to Waddle Tyreek. And I don't know. I think the Dolphins were going to be extremely great. They were the number one seed out of the NFL in power rankings. And now who knows with Teddy Two what they're going to look like. I mean, I think they're kind of hanging in into this game right now. But, hey, I mean, prayers up for Tua. I mean, that looked really scary, like really, really scary. So so we're going to touch on running backs here right after this. But taking a look at Nick's running back position, I mean, he's got A.J. Dillon, Michael Carter, Rashard Penny, Travis Etienne. It's not a very good running back room. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he picked a running back before round four or round five in the draft. Yeah, I think that's probably, the the... probably the most hideous thing I've seen. Um, <laughs> I, I, if I'm him, I definitely make a move. I mean, there's no way around it. Looking yeah. at his team, though, where do you make that move? I mean, Cooper Cup, you can't get rid of him, really. Like I said, I think you got to keep your playmakers. I think I think maybe if Pitts keeps it up, he can throw Pitts in a package. I think the whole two tight end thing was a bust. Hey, you can't blame him for trying. Um, maybe alcohol infused that decision, but we'll never know, I guess. But that was week three um, from Boom Goes the Dynamite. Currently, right now, sitting at the top of the leaderboards is Zach at three and zero, and Verts at three and zero, and sitting at the bottom is myself at zero and three, and Adam Berg at zero and three. Um, so I was just scanning the internet, looking at a bunch of different things over this past week, and getting ready for the pod. And you know, we I wanted to kind of highlight some things. Looking at everybody's first round pick, I just want to kind of give you where their position rank is thus far in the season. And I think it's kind of interesting uh, considering who we've all picked, right? So I'm going to start from the top down. Jonathan Taylor is currently 10th. Christian McCaffrey's 14th. Derrick Henry, I'm sorry, Christian McCaffrey's 11th. Derrick Henry's 14th. Eckler's 13th. Cooper Cup is 2nd. Jefferson is 10th. Jamar Chase is 13th. Najee Harris is 19th. Delvin Cook is 24th, Mixon is 10th, Kamara is 54th, and Devontae Adams is 11th. I'm just curious on all of your thoughts. Like, you pick these guys assuming they're going to be in the top 10 of their position, regardless of any week. So the only person that's up there is Cooper Cup. I mean, that just shows you how much fantasy is kind of 
not luck, but just random. I mean, this year in general, running back has felt kind of like almost a wasteland. Like, there's just not a lot of running backs putting up huge weeks. I think I touched on it last week, like before week three, that only two running backs put up over 20 points in week two. So, like, it's just been kind of weird. But, like, bottom line, wide receivers are running the league right now. All right. I do want to comment on this. Um, Just looking at everyone's first-round pick besides Cooper Cup, Cordero's ranked sixth. All right. I got to say it. I mean, there's not a single first-round running back that is better than Cordero. And we're through three weeks. Obviously, it's going to change. But, like, put some respect on his name. I just hated that you just did that right now. That was so stupid. Like, I know, talking right? about first rounders, you have to bring up Cordell Patterson. Like, the guy's not God. You can, like, let go of his cock at some point. Yeah, I mean, he's seven spots higher than your first round pick. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yes, Booby. I'm just, I just can't even talk to Zach right now. Like, I don't even want to talk to him the rest of the podcast. I mean, Barkley's the number one running back. I mean, one of your running backs is fourth, Mitch, CEH. Yeah, but he was a six-round pick, and that's just not – no one's expecting that. That's kind of – so we got rankings right now for the top nine running backs, um, obviously, because we had someone that was 10th, which was mixing in the first round. But these other guys, like, listen to some of these. So, like, Barkley was a second-rounder. Okay. But, like, that's kind of interesting considering his past with his injuries. Chubb was a second-rounder. He's two. James Robinson was an eighth-round pick, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a sixth-round pick. Neither myself nor Zach, no matter what bullshit comes out of his mouth, are expecting him to be a top-five running back in the league. Not top-five, but I would say he's a respectable running back. That should be a lock. I know Krieger can get behind that. He's been a James Robinson guy. Um, it's I don't know. I think since ETN dropped multiple goal-line touchdowns, they just – gave it to Patterson or to Robinson to his backfield. Yeah, I mean, Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert being 8-9, and nine, being 12th and 11th round picks makes me want to vomit. Wild. Like, it's just stuff like that that you can't predict in fantasy. I mean, sure, DeAndre Swift gets hurt. I get that. But he's still the fifth-ranked running back. And the Jamal Williams is eighth, and he was a 12th-round running back. Like, how do you make sense of any of that? No idea. I don't have an answer. I know Khalil Herbert was on a lot of people's radars because they just didn't trust um, David Montgomery. But back to, like, the James Robinson thing, I just totally thought, and this is my thoughts and maybe people don't agree, but that they were just going to go all youth with Travis Etienne. I mean, how old is James Robinson? Can someone clarify that for me? He's not old. Um... But all in all, what I was kind of saying is – you know, I thought they were going to go the Travis Etienne route, and a lot of the yeah, he's twenty four. Okay, so I didn't know he was that young, but still, you know, they drafted Etienne high, and you expect him to play and get the majority of the touches. But they're sticking with James Robinson, and I just thought that was very interesting. There was a hype train with Etienne coming off the injury, and the whole Duval fans, and you know, Christian Kirk's been, I would say, the highlight of that offense. James Robinson's a uh, definitely the second fiddle. But all in all. Five running backs in the top nine were not past the f- or six rounder later. So 
as, as, as long as you can snag one of those guys and keep everyone else in your team afloat, like you're going to be doing well in the league. And considering that you have James Robinson and Cordero Patterson, we're going to call that luck. There's no way you're, you're saying both those guys are where they're supposed to be. Granted, it's going to change, but right now, like, no way. I refuse to say that I didn't think Cordero was going to be good. Not six overall in the league. No way. I, that's not what I said. So what is good to you? Like, respectable, I'd say top 15 back. Last year, he was top 10. I, I thought he'd regress a little. Okay, so I'm going to ask you again because I use what is a good back, not a respectable back. You know, can you can you read? Can you listen? What is a good back to you? I, I thought I just said top 15. Did that, said did a respectable back. What is a good back? <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for, man. Like, average per week? The Come word on. respectable and good just don't – they're not the same thing. What are you but, looking for? Elaborate. I'm I'm not ta- I'm done talking to him. Okay, I'll say 16 score. points. I'll say 16 points per week. I don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> you two are you two are a blast to do this with. I can't handle this kid. I mean, you say words to him, and he's like, "Well, actually, according to the astrology of this, like that's not what I was talking about." I asked you if there's a good running back. You're like, "Yeah, a respectable running back would be this." You said a good running back, but we're I'm not going to keep coming back to that. Are I you on that. Sour Monkey right now as well? No, I'm not on Sour Monkey. Zach, how uh, many did you have, by the way? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a limit. Otherwise, I take your keys. Yeah, so I no, I was literally about to say, I had two there one time, and they're like, yeah, no, like, we need your keys. Like, you cannot drive after drinking two of these beers. Like, uh, yeah. like whoa. Yeah, no, they definitely shouldn't allow two. Well, now that we're on it, Booby, can you explain what a Sour Monkey is? I don't, I don't know what the name It's just uh, David Allen Allen's incredible go establishment um, would have been a problem if it was there when we were uh, in high school, but amazing food and they have a whole menu of like beers um, and basically the sour monkey is like a sour beer and uh, just it just hits the spot. Awesome. Shout out DAA. But, you know, we've got some things on deck here we kind of want to talk about. Um, again, it's only three weeks in. But those people, myself included, Zach included, were on the Justin Jefferson train. What do you make of Cup versus Jefferson argument right now in time? I mean, it's uh, not close. Yeah, definitely say uh, put a little too much trust in Kirk Cousins just based off of how good I think Justin Jefferson is a route runner. Uh, Stafford definitely developed a quarterback. I think Cup's going to pull away, and I hate to say it this early. But I still have faith in Jefferson, so I'm just going to ride it for a couple more weeks. Probably going to regret it. Yeah, I mean, Cup Cup had, like, his worst game in, like, I don't know, a year. And he had 16 points in fantasy. So, Look, I, I'm not saying was it going to be good. Like I said, I, I agree with Zach, actually. I think we put a little too much faith into Kirk Cousins but for me it was more or less their offensive minded coach but he's just not getting the job done in terms of putting points on the board so you know we're going to tip our cap to Cooper Cup and Jordan's going to give us the big old FU and bird when we see him next and think what were you guys thinking right but it's just interesting how kind of things unfold like that so I thought that was pretty cool yeah I mean also like I would say that you could pick Cup at one and it wouldn't look bad right now no. Are you saying Cup at first overall in the draft? Yeah. Yeah, this kind of comes back to what we talked about like in the in the pre-draft episode. Like, 
how early is too early to take a wide receiver. But looking at the running back rankings and wide receiver rankings, you're almost better off taking a wide receiver at this point. Potentially. Yeah, PPRs definitely changed the way you draft. And I just think nowadays with teams, like how many bell cow running backs are there like left in the league? Yeah, but like also I just feel like running backs are always going to go first and like at the top because there's not as many. Like think about all the wide receivers that are in the top 15. Like I, I don't have a list in front of me, but I'm sure you'd be like, Oh, this guy went in the fifth. This guy went in the seventh. Like, Amandro St. Brown is – what was he, a fifth-round pick, a fourth-round pick? Like, I want to say he was, like, a fourth. Yeah. I mean – and that was, like, considered a reach. So. Great pick, Lang. We talked about ETN and Robinson a little bit. I mean, do you think that ever balances out, or do you think Robinson's going to eventually take it? I think it'll be the way it is the whole year probably. I think I think Robinson took it on the ground game, and ETN's just going to be a utility guy, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So looking at our divisions so far, um, I'd say they're pretty fair uh, this far into the season in terms of records, you know, who's putting up points, who's not. I wouldn't really say one division is stronger than the other. Yeah, shout out the West. West has got teams with two wins except for myself. So that's yeah, sure we'll call it that is because my league is stronger. Yeah, everybody in the East is under five hundred, but Zach. Everybody in the West is over five hundred, but Mitch. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that as we go uh, throughout the season. So it's about that time when we're going to give our game of the week predictions for week number four, and this week for our game of the week we chose Verts versus Lang. Hmm. I'm going to go Lang. You know, I would go Lang, but I chose the Piss Puppies last week, and they won, so I was going to keep riding the Piss Puppies. You know, I'm going to go Lang as well. Um, I think his receivers are just really, really good. So this game is actually for first in the division um, in the West. So... I mean, obviously, someone else could be three and one if Lang ends up winning. But um, Virts is still undefeated, and as of right now, Lang is projected to win by ten points. So I'm also going to go with Lang. We've also got our garbage bowl watch. Um, me and Adam are both zero and three. We have exchanged some words, and the only way is up. So we're going to have to just buy in and hopefully uh, start. Scoring a little more touchdowns on my end, at least. So, what do you got this week, Mitch? Um, I have Jordan. Yikes. I'm projected to win by like a point, so it's pretty even. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Yeah, we'll see. All I know is that back to the punishment if I do end up going, oh, for whatever and losing, the rest of you are safe. I will only be shooting at Zach. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see if uh, the league's down for a vote. And, um, look, I think it's a fantastic punishment, and I hope it stays the case. Well, Doge, Zabo, do you have anything else for us besides you're going to say Cordell Patterson is good or something? 
No, just want to wish everybody's fantasy teams the best health this week, and hopefully uh, we can have a, a good Sunday. Um, all I got to say is shout-out Tyreek, 160 yards. Uh, me and Cholin's got a ball game. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, last thing real quick is, you know, being 0-3 and, and having to talk about it every week isn't fun, so I apologize if you hear any uh, distress in my voice. We will catch you next week, give you a week for a recap, and go from there. All right. Peace out, boys. Go piss puppies. Everybody here is out of sight, but they don't